You're listening to Mike Lochran on the Management Perspectives podcast. Please follow me on LinkedIn and Twitter, where I publish all of my podcasts and blogs. Hi, my name is Mike Lochran, and this is the Management Perspectives podcast. In this show, we're going to be discussing the topic of cybersecurity and, and what it means to an industrial context. And today, I'm delighted to be joined by Jerry Bruquet, who is the Director of Business Development of IoT at Cisco, and Eduardo DiMonte, who is Cybersecurity Strategic Growth Leader at Rockwell Automation. Um, hey, would you like to both introduce yourselves to the listeners? Jerry, please. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Hello, everyone. Yes, indeed, I am director in charge of uh, business development within the IoT business unit at Cisco. And my job is to lead our designing program with our key industrial automation partners, including Rockwell Automation. I joined Cisco two years ago when Cisco acquired Centrio, the company I co-founded in France back in 2014. And uh, Centrio was an OT cybersecurity software vendor, which provided cyber vision, visibility and threat detection software. CyberVision is now a Cisco IoT product, and it is offered by Rockwell as part of its lifecycle service portfolio. Before Centrio, I have been an entrepreneur within the IT cybersecurity software business in Europe for four years. Yes. Hi, everybody. Hi, Mike. Hi, Thierry. So my role in Rockwell, I joined them uh, a year ago. Yeah, it's cybersecurity portfolio strategic growth leader. I used to be the former CEO of Oilo Trust Engineering, an industrial cybersecurity service provider based in Barcelona. Brilliant. Thank you both very much. Yeah, let's let's kind of set the scene a little bit for our listeners. Um, you know, for many years, industrial leaders may have been inclined to, to brush off cyber threats as a concern for digital companies in sectors like e-commerce and banking and, and other areas and, and, and actually pay little relevance to their own businesses. But I think we can say, you know, now as we enter the age of smart manufacturing of Industry 4.0 and beyond, leaders can no longer ignore cyber risks. And, and if they do, it will be at their peril. I, I'd like to ask the first question to Thierry. Thierry. If I may ask you, um, what's the transition you've seen in that respect? Well, uh, yes. In fact, what I would say is that within the manufacturing world, the culture is primarily about safety and not about cybersecurity. This was, this was true uh, in the past and it's still true today. For years, the cyber risk in the industrial domain was not really a subject of concern for two reasons. First, because manufacturing system was operated with very few outside connectivity. And two, because control system used to rely on pure proprietary technology, which were not subject to cyber breach. But now digital transformation has infiltrated all aspects of manufacturing operations from the shop floor to the business. And this transformation goes along with the massive adoption of IT technologies within and around the control system. This adoption dramatically increases the exposure to cyber threats. Eduardo, what, what are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I think that um, there's um, many differences between the world IT and OT, and um, there's the life cycle of the different devices. But but at, at the end, there's a high level of dependency on the automation on this critical business process. So I think that's that's the major major concern. And and um, why has switch is because uh, in the OT world there is a physical impact, right? And you're targeting the core business. I think that's that's the main point. So yeah, I think I think we should delve into that a little bit deeper, deeper because we kind of know the consequences um, of a data breach because we've we've seen it on the news, right? You know, losing valuable data and, and IP through through risks. But when we start looking at the OT world, there's obviously a, a lot more around that. You know, machinery being taken offline or um, machinery actually imposing safety risks on employees. What, what can leaders do to start to avoid this and, and to take precautionary actions? Uh, maybe I can start. Please. Well, 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 you can do, you have many things to do, but, and you can obviously not do everything uh, at once. So as a starting point, um, business or industrial leader can do two things. First, to make sure that they know well their control system. In my experience, it's rarely the case. Making sure that you have an accurate asset inventory, that you have a, a communication blueprint for your system is mandatory because if you don't know what you have to protect, you cannot protect it. Two, you should perform a pragmatic uh, risk analysis because this will help them, this, this will help the, the industrial leader to identify its critical asset. This risk analysis can be done in relation with peers in the same sector, for example, because this, they probably have a similar risk mapping. If you do these two things, it means uh, asset inventory on one side, uh, risk analysis on the other, then these two first steps will help to articulate a first level of cybersecurity strategy. Okay, and Eduardo, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I fully agree with, with Pierre. I think risk assessment, it's, it's mandatory. You need to understand what your assets and what's the level of risk that you have. And I think it's also important to understand how uh, how is the level of dependency on the automation devices, right? And, and which are the processes that rely on that? That's, I think, really important. Then on the other hand, I think uh, um, leaders should um, try to include cybersecurity requirements at the origin of the project. That means during the design phase. I think that's, this is a really a key point here. And just just kind of on that, is, is there any best practice that people can follow, or is every is every um, industry unique? Is is every customer unique? Yes, there is uh, many. There are many good practices. Even though each customer is different, you can consider that in a, an industry group, the threats could be quite similar. So it means that. Uh, generally, when uh, attacker start to uh, target a specific uh, customer, it's very likely that it will also target 
a similar customer in the same segment. So yes, each customer is different, but there is there are some commonality between customer in the same industry segment. The commonality, clearly, you know, when, when people look at cyber attacks, how would they typically work? You know, is, is, do, they, do they pick out certain companies or could could one cyber attack affect many companies? Yes, a cyber attack may uh, concern a lot of companies. You can see that with ransomware, for example, it's a massive attack and uh, it concerns a, a lot of different companies independently of the segment. Then, in certain cases, certain kind of uh, malware will really target a specific industry segment. And sometimes you can have targeted attack which uh, target a specific company, but the, those kind of attack are uh, the exception. Most of the attack are massive attack, which either uh, attack broadly the market or attack a specific um, industry segment. So, so companies could be um, attacked completely out of the blue by something that was never aimed at them and, and almost be kind of the fallout from a, a wider um, a wider ransomware attack, which, which again in itself is, is, is quite scary, right? Absolutely. And the techniques they use are not always uh, very sophisticated. Uh, uh, but those techniques are um, validated, tested, and when they work, they work very well. Uh, they can use a massive phishing attack on an employee. They can try to uh, spot an unsecure endpoint. They can try to use remote access with a weak password. And at the end of the day, they don't really care what kind of company is behind that, you see? Um, so, yes, that's scary because sometimes you can be hit even though you was not the target. I'm Mike Lockwood and you're listening to the Management Perspectives podcast. Today I'm joined by Jerry Roquet of Cisco and Eduardo Di Monte of Rockwell Automation and we're discussing the elements of a robust risk management program. So Eduardo, what what can what can people do about that? It, it, it sounds it sounds a bit wild out there. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, I, I I I fully agree. It's a little bit complicated. Yeah. And the more we rely on technology, the worse it gets, right? So I think that we could we could talk about what what the what the leaders could do, right? So first thing I think is a sponsorship, right? That's that's really important. Get get the board on board. And, and and try to get the budget to do this risk assessment, risk analysis, and understand what are the risks, right? Then on the other hand, I would say accountability. I think workers must must internalize the message. So so, so I think cybersecurity, it's it's everybody, it's it's, it's responsibilities, not just for the CISO, right? And I think it's also important that, that we do the we work on the collaboration, right? Working in, in silos is not good. I've seen, you know, IT areas, OT areas, they don't talk to each other and, and in many other different um, areas too. So I think collaboration, it's a key element also between companies and, and between companies, the same sectors and same industries, right? That's that's important. And then and I think another one is having visibility and detection. I, I agree with, with Thierry, we, we must have visibility 
And once you have the visibility, it's, I think it's a key element is to detect. The sooner you detect, the better is your, your reaction. If, if, if it takes longer to detect, then your reaction is going to be worse and, and the impact is going to be high, right? And, and you know, but the, the, the systems and the processes that are put in place, will, will those have an impact on the running of the plant? Or is the best practice around that? Should it be almost invisible? Well, it should be invisible. I mean, uh, well, you, you have two ways of thinking about it. Either you um, go in a fully brownfield environment where you uh, install uh, cybersecurity as an add-on, and in that case, you want to have um, a very passive approach because you cannot, you absolutely don't want to perturbate the, proce the process control system. And that, in that case, you are going to use tools like CyberVision, which will listen on the traffic, um, provide the visibility, and then detect anomaly. And then you will react to the anomaly um, by another mean. When you are on a greenfield environment where you have the chance to revamp the control system, then you will be able to implement the cybersecurity uh, more uh, within the network itself. So you will create network segmentation, you will uh, create uh, access rule on the network. So you will design the system in a way which will be much easier to protect, if you will. So you are not supposed to perturbate the system with cybersecurity, certainly not. Either you are in a brownfield environment and you will only use passive system, or you are in a greenfield world and you will build the system in taking cybersecurity in mind um, from, from, from the very beginning. Yeah, brilliant. And if, if, if I had to ask you both to, to kind of summarize, if if there's if there's the, the listeners of the podcast who, who are typically the the kind of leaders and the managers of companies um you know it, it sounds all a little bit well scary but it sounds quite kind of complex what words of advice with you would, would you give of where to start how, how do how do they start this journey well no, you, you're right uh, you use the right term securing industrial system is really a journey and this journey takes time but leaders, industrial leaders, must start without delay. And there is no need to uh, invest tons of uh, money and tons of, uh, and look for uh, top knock uh, skills in order to start with. Relatively simple step can be undertaken very quickly. Among them, fostering collaboration between your OT and IT team in order to develop a common understanding of the challenge and to agree on a way forward, this will be a very good start. And then the start, the, the step immediately after this one is uh, obtaining a, a good level of visibility on what is your current cybersecurity posture in order to start to uh, think about how to protect your system. Excellent, great. And Eduardo, with your experience working with, with, with OT and IT companies, what would you uh, recommend? Yeah, I, I I would recommend that I think that understanding the level of dependency 
on the automation uh, systems is very important. So that risk assessment, I think, is, is pretty much mandatory. On the other hand, uh, detection, I would invest a lot in the detection phase because detection means that you're not, you're not changing anything on the OT devices, meaning you're just looking for, let's put it, weird things, right? To, to do a further analysis that that's going to allow you to react. On the other hand, I would also suggest two more activities. One is to think about the reaction, think about the business continuity plan. So what, what happens if I finally get the ransomware? Let's not improvise. Let's try to think about that scenario, write procedures and, and simulate that. And also, and very important is try to put the cybersecurity requirements in the design phase, because if, if we do that, uh, we're gonna launch the project or the system or the facility with the cybersecurity included from day one. And that's gonna be much faster and cheaper than doing it, you know, uh, later. Great, brilliant. So I think I think to summarize, you know, this 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 genie is out of the bottle. Um, you know, the, the, the threats, the external threats to companies are very real and, and are happening all the time. And for people to start off, they, they have to go on the journey. And, and it's not an option not to go on the journey. Um, they're going to have to. But but there are multiple access points, whether you're a, a greenfield or a brownfield or, or a mix of both. And and starting with detection is, is a good place to start. But look at it as like every business issue. Look at it from a business continuity and a business risk approach. And then utilize experts such as you, Thierry, and, and, and you, Eduardo, and, and your teams to help them on that journey and to implement the right business critical systems to give them the security and protection that they need while, whilst keeping business continuity, um, I, I think is, the, uh, is, is the, the very loud and clear message on this one. Um, so, hey, guys, um, any final thoughts? As I said, uh, it's a journey. It takes time, um, but you should start now because uh, the threat is increasing every day. Thank you. Yeah, I would, I would, I would say that the sooner the better, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. The sooner the better. Hey, Thierry, Eduardo, thank you very much for your time. And um, thank you listeners for joining us. You've been listening to the Management Perspectives podcast. Please follow me, Mike Lochran, on LinkedIn and Twitter, where I publish all of my podcasts and blogs. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review us, as this really helps the show.